0: So many times people think that you basically have two options when it comes to schedules. You're either going to have everything scheduled out, knowing exactly what time you're gonna be doing the math lesson, like we're gonna do math from 9 to 9.45, and we're gonna do reading from 9.45 to 10.15, or you're gonna absolutely fly by the seat of your pants. And I'm here today to say, "Mm, there are better ways to do it than both of those ways. Out there. And that's what we're going to be talking about on this episode of the podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 40 of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. I'm Pam Barnhill, your host, and I have helped thousands of homeschoolers beat burnout, build doable systems, and bring more joy to their homeschool day. And I am so glad that you are here. Okay, so we're going to be talking all about homeschool schedules today and When you talk about homeschool schedules, there are actually different kinds of schedules. There's like the process of scheduling out your year and deciding which days we're going to do school and which days we're not. We're not talking about that one today. There's also scheduling out your weeks and your days. So on any given day of homeschooling, what is it we're going to be doing and what do we hope to accomplish in a week? That's what we're going to be talking about in this episode of the podcast. And how can we simplify this and make it doable and motivational for us without kind of micromanaging everything? Because I have to tell you, as much as I would love to be able to say every day we're going to be doing this subject during this time frame, it really isn't practical. If you have any children at all, life can very quickly go off the rails. Even without kids, life can very quickly go off the rails. And so if you're trying to stick to these timetables of certain things happening at certain times, kind of like they do in a school. In a school, math is theoretically happening between 9 and 9.50 every day. If you're trying to recreate that at home, it gets really difficult because our lives are so much more fluid than that, and a lot of times when we are homeschooling a third grader or a, a first grader, we might also have a four year old or a newborn who is there impacting our day. So we want to see how can we get away from these kind of timetable type schedules that never work and only frustrate us, but not just completely throw up our hands and try to fly by the seat of our pants. Because for some of you, flying by the seat of your pants might actually be okay. You might be happy with that. But there are a lot of you who are somewhere on the spectrum of, I just can't function like this. I can't function flying by the seat of my pants. I need to have some kind of structure, some kind of system in place that's going to help keep me moving forward and making sure that I'm accomplishing things. So what we're going to talk about instead of scheduling content instead of saying between 9 and 9:30 we're going to do math every day or between 10 and 10:45 we're going to do reading instead of scheduling content instead let's schedule time okay you're probably like well duh what else are we going to schedule but you're scheduling learning time you're scheduling this big fat block of learning time that can include so many different things. So that's what we're doing is we're simply saying that every day between let's say nine and 10.30, we're gonna have morning time. We're gonna have our morning basket time in our homeschool. And during that time, we do these subjects and you have a list of subjects that you do during that time. And you just start with one and you're moving from one to the next and you're getting as many of them done during that time as you can. And then when morning time is over, maybe it's time to take a little break. Maybe it's time to go on a walk or it's time for everybody to go outside and do recess or PE. It's certainly time for you to change the baby and make sure the toddler's needs have been met. And then you're going to schedule your next block of time. So in our house for years and years, we did morning time first, an hour to an hour and a half, depending on the ages of my kids. And then when that time was over, We would take a little break, have a little snack, and we would transition into our next block of time for the day. And that was largely independent work or independent time, the time where I was helping kids one on one, especially when they were little, work on their math, learning how to read, spelling. I would be working with each one of them. And I'll give you a little hint when it comes to that. If you're going to be working with multiple children individually, always start with the youngest kid first. Start with the youngest kid first, get them done, and let their quote-unquote school day be over so that then they can go play, they can do the other things they want to do, they can pester you to death. No, not your children, surely not your children, but you're done with them, and then you could move on to the next child. But after that individual time, then we might have another little break. Maybe then it's time for lunch. And after we come back from lunch, we could have additional time where we would do science or we would do history or we would do something like that. So instead of scheduling minutely little bits of content into tiny little blocks on a schedule, we would schedule very large chunks of time and then have things that we were going to get done during that time. Now, let me give you one more Kind of tip that goes along with this scheduling time, and that is to use something that we call a loop schedule. So, if during your morning basket time or during your history of science time in the afternoon, you're like, these are the subjects that we want to do, we want to accomplish this list of subjects, you can make a loop schedule out of that list. And all that simply means is you're going to do your morning time, or you're going to do your history slash science for 45 minutes or an hour, you're going to work your way down the list trying to get as many things done on that list as you can reasonably. You don't want to rush it. I mean, there's no sense in rushing learning. You want to have a good time with it. You want to enjoy it. But you're doing a lesson in multiple subjects and then you simply close the book at the end of the day, and when the next day rolls around, you pick up on the list where you left off. Where you left off. And then the next day, you pick up on the list where you left off the day before. And when you get to the bottom of that list of subjects, it could take you two days, it might take you three days. If it's a really long list, it could take you four days to get to the bottom of that list. The next day, when your scheduled time rolls around, you move back up to the top of the list again and start back at the top working your way down that list of subjects. So I realize this is really difficult to visualize when I'm just telling it to you in an auditory fashion. So if you come to the show notes for this episode of the podcast, that's pambarnhill.com/tmbh40, then we will put a sample loop schedule in there that you can look at, that you can see And it will help you visualize this better. I think it's easier to see it than it is just to hear it. And so you're simplifying your homeschool schedule by just saying, I am scheduling a block of time every day that we are going to do school. This could be something that you call a morning time and you're doing it all together. This could even, you could do individual loops for your children. One of my favorite ways to use a loop schedule Is actually in language arts because language arts is not just one subject, but it's multiple subjects. And so I put a kid's language arts subjects, things like vocabulary, composition, grammar, spelling, on a list, set aside a block of time each day to do language arts, and then we work our way down that list. And when we get to the bottom, we loop back up to the top again. And maybe we get through that list three, four times a week. And so it's just a really easy way to simplify that schedule to make sure that you're getting to all the things equally and to make your life easier. I'm going to hearken back to a couple of episodes ago where I said, hey, if you really want to make your homeschool life more efficient." combine your kids, bring your kids together for morning time. I can't stress that, to, that enough. I mean, that is another way to completely and totally simplify the schedule when you combine your kids and teach them a single subject together. So if you haven't listened to that one, do go, be sure to go back to episode 38 and listen to creating an efficient homeschool by combining your kids. All right, so there are some tips that I hope you find Very, very helpful. If you would like more resources, you can come to the show notes for this episode. We're going to have some planning pages that you can download there that will help you make a loop schedule and also more information about combining your kids in morning time, which is one of the best ways to simplify. Okay, I will be back again next week. Next week, we're going to be talking all about kindergarten and the key ingredients for a kindergarten plan that is going to work for you. Until then, keep on homeschooling.